Hello, everyone. It is Rebecca recording for the official first episode with my guest, Sofia Silchenko, for the Recommendations podcast. This podcast is dedicated to all things business, love, and science. These are the things that I am most passionate about in my life and a little bit different to our other podcast series, the Sustainable Speaker series. This doesn't necessarily revolve around sustainability. This is going to touch on a little bit more of a juicier topic of the things Sophia and I are deeply passionate about and how this incredible human changed my life and changes the lives of those around her as well. By trade, she is a naturopath, but she's also one of the most important people in my life. She is my best friend and my neighbor and my naturopath (laughs) all in one. Um, And I am so, so honored to have her on this episode to basically break into the first season of this new podcast that I've created. Um, I'm not going to intro her too much because she is definitely someone who does not need an introduction. And you you will know what I'm talking about when we get there. But we have probably one of the funniest stories of how we even met and how we came into each other's lives. But I'm going to let Sophia say hello and jump in and tell us a little bit about how we first connected. Hello, my dear. It's uh, interesting to be introduced as someone who does not require an introduction. I definitely require an introduction. No, you don't. If you I walk wish. into a room, you know she's here <laughs> and she will blow you away with her energy. I mean, you know, sometimes you wish you would be that famous that you don't require an introduction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not In my, my world, you are. No. Everyone will be like, who's Sophia? Still what? Well, you're about, you to- <laughs> you're about to find out who she is. She is going to change your life just like she changed mine. Just a little bit of pressure on. <laughs> but, um, you know, it is a beautiful story on how we met. And I think it's definitely worth mentioning because it will nicely flow into what we want to discuss today. Um, so dear recommendations listeners, (laughs) there it is. Um, one beautiful morning, a partner that I used to live with comes to me and says, Sophia, believe it or not, but someone else in our building is potentially a naturopath. And I'm like, oh, no way. There's only six apartments in our buildings, right? So there's no way there's another naturopath in there. And for me, you know, the competition is on and like the excitement is on. And I'm like, all right, here's this bitch. Show me, right? And, and, I, and then I'm like, how did you find out about it? And he's like, well, you know, the Vitaly. And there's one um, service with, that we use that is selling supplements, basically. And we use it as naturopaths, but you can use it as a patient as well. And he says, so you know this um, places you get all your deliveries from. So someone else got a delivery from them. So she must be into this too, right? And I was like, okay, show me, show me the thing. We went to the recycling outside of the building, <laughs> look at the box, looked up her name, went on an Instagram, and then he's like, no, actually, I think I didn't even look it up. I just looked at it and I kind of picked up that you're a patient somehow, that you're not a <laughs> practitioner. And I was like, oh, whatever. She just sees an naturopath that sends her supplements. Not a big deal. You're like, who cares? Who I'm, cares? I'm over this. Yeah, Bye. I'm over this. I mean, at some point I have a feeling maybe I should let her know that I'm also a naturopath so she doesn't need to see another naturopath that she has one in the building. <laughs> but, you know, it didn't really progress 
like that, but he was very curious, and so he looked you up, and then he kept showing me, oh, look, she does the soul cups and all this, you should connect with her, you have so much in common, and I was like, yeah, 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 whatever, <laughs> you know, and I mean, I think Becky would understand me with that, when someone's pushing too much, like, oh, you need to meet that person, they're beautiful, look, I generally don't like people, <laughs> I mean, it sounds really bad from a naturopath, but I guess no, the you, older you, you get to people, <laughs> you just don't like being told what to do by a man that you're gonna, basically going to break up with soon. <laughs> Let's yes. be honest. But also, you know, like the older you get, the more disappointed you are in the society in general. Yeah. And then, yeah. yes, of course, it's beautiful to connect with like-minded people. And it's always exciting to meet good people. But unfortunately, it doesn't happen that often. No, and you weren't in the right mindset. But look, the universe continued to push you in in my direction, whether you liked it or not. It definitely did. And, you know, from there, it was a big um, pause, so to say. Yeah, yeah, I knew that there is the soul cups chick (laughs) chick. (laughs) in my house, but uh, that's about it. And another beautiful morning, I was walking back. No, actually, it was an afternoon. It was an afternoon. It was a pretty sunny afternoon. I remember that day. And the, the light was <laughs> the day nicely um, going through our um, common living area. What do you even call that? But yes, <laughs> I don't know the English name. Anyway, and there's a massive box. There's an oven um, at the entrance into yes. our building Yes. that has a beautiful note that's saying, Poorly written. Poorly written. What did your note said? I don't remember. It was like, I'm, I probably spelt wrong. Um, I'm really sorry, you know, for the inconvenience. My partner will help me carry this up later. And like, you know, sorry from unit. I won't say what unit I'm in, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unit X. <laughs> and you know how it works. I look at it and I was like, well, let me give it a go. But wait, just for context, it was a ginormous box in the middle of the entrance to the building. So it wasn't just like randomly, like I had inconveniently left this package because I couldn't personally carry it upstairs to the top floor alone. And I wrote this note in hope no neighbor would get annoyed, basically. Yeah, I tried to lift it. It was on the heavier side, but then my partner was at home. So I picked him up. I was like, come on, we have a job to do. (laughs) Let's go. And also he was he was the one who was excited to meet you, right? And he was like... The one who stalked me on Instagram. Yeah, the one who stalked you on Instagram. He was like, hell yes, we're going there, finally. Let's go to Salt Cups. I was like, let's go to Salt Cups. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't think I was sure that it was you. Because I was not sure which apartment you live in. True. I knew you were in the building. Yeah. Anyway, we carried the box up. I think it was just a small knock. You said thank you. We escaped because... I didn't really make it as a gesture to get to know you. I just wanted to help a neighbor out. Just doing a nice thing. And yeah, came back to my apartment, went to have a shower. And when I went out of the shower, I had soul cups. <laughs> as in the actual cups. Like the actual, not me in the shower. <laughs> and you know, a beautiful, nice gesture with a nice return gesture has, I guess, yeah, sparked the ignited our relationship ignited our relationship yeah. and sparked the interest when you think like oh she's such a nice person and then i went to instagram and i remember i posted something on instagram yes. tagging soul cups yes then you messaged me and i realized that you speak russian too just coincidentally we're both from the same background in the end or mm. well, similar similar yeah. but it, it it's such a it was just 
the perfect timing, the perfect combination of showing off each other's true nature of givingness and kindness and like gratitude at the same time. And it was just like this abundant energy that we we're like, oh shit. Okay. I really need to get to know that person. <laughs> like that was very cool. And I cannot believe that we lived in the same building for a year and a half was without connecting. Long? Yeah. Shit. Well, I, know, we, right? we, I blame a particular person. <laughs> we're both busy. We're yeah, both busy. We're that's both true. busy. But in context, so that that's how we met. You can imagine the relationship escalated from there. Living in the same building, we would have seen each other so much more. But let's just recap and give context because the reason I have you on this episode today is because you and I are both deeply passionate about health, but in a deeper way, not just, oh, exercise, eat well. Like this is cellular level health, testing, science, neuroscience, neuroplasticity, the psychology, the mindset of people and changing that. And, um, you know, anyone who knows me on a personal level knows I don't shut up about this stuff, but talking to you, someone who is so deeply knowledgeable and educated and has dedicated their life's work to this, like I'm in awe and I can't get enough of you. <laughs> so we talk about this all day and I wanted to bring it to the episode to basically highlight some of the real profound conversations that we have in private and have them in public because I think people can get really inspired by this. Um, we'll talk about mindset. We'll talk about health. We'll talk about acid testing or organic acid testing as it's formally called. We can talk um, about acid, acid too if you <laughs> we want. We can talk about acid as well. Um, no disclaimer, we do not talk about acid. <laughs> Business podcast. But we'll talk about other stuff. But can you give us a little bit of context about, you know, what you do, who you are, how you got here, and run us through a little bit of what you're really passionate about. And, you know, we'll also talk about the discovery of my personal health, but we'll get to that a bit later. I'm a naturopath and, you know, I think I was a naturopath my whole life without really um, knowing who the naturopaths are. So I originally come from Latvia and I come from a family of women that were always interested in going beyond um, in terms of the discovery of their bodies, understanding health, understanding connection between things. And... You know, because there was not much education around these things for them, for my mom and for my grandma, um, it was very scattered and the lines were very blurred between it being too out there and some like bullshit advice from the internet or from the newspaper, yeah. something like, you know, eat a, eat a banana every day to, yeah. I don't know, whatever, yeah, never that's, get sunburned. That's basically what it is, never get sunburned. <laughs> Yeah, basically, right? You know, and it was very hard because when I was growing <laughs> up, I was growing up in this environment of um, always exploring different things, going more to the natural medicine, herbs, nutrition, exercise, you know, mindfulness. My whole family was meditating in the early 90s when it was not that like mainstream, so to say. Mm. Um, but I was always too overwhelmed by that and confused because the so many things would contradict in my inner kind of a perfectionism would always kick in and say like, well, why are you saying this? Last week you said that. That doesn't make sense, right? So I was... bullshit on the bullshit. <laughs> pretty much. And yeah. even though I was interested in a topic, to me it was too 
out there and too un uh, I don't know how to say like uncategorized and un uh, properly understood. So I never even considered it as a profession. Didn't even know you can have a profession like yeah, this yeah. because back home we don't have naturopaths. Yeah, you can have either a doctor. a doctor or like an energy healer. Yeah, you know, so you don't have really a person who would um, take that um, part of the healthcare system, so to say. And then I absolutely accidentally ended up in Australia (laughs) and followed a boy (laughs) to some degree. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, literally why I'm saying accidentally, I, many people move to Australia because they plan, they think they want, I just came here to visit and ended up staying. Yeah. And thank God she did. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, then, uh, the man I was staying with, saw me exploring myself and trying to understand what do I want to do because I um before that was in business me and my family we own uh hairdresser salons and I was involved in uh management in one of them uh which was fun but I always knew that it's not my passion it's not my thing I was just doing it because I was good at it but that was it and I was in a kind of a moment of self-discovery and Australia was beautiful for that because you have your ocean, you have your bush, Yeah, it's quiet, I don't know anyone, I'm not busy, I don't work and I can be That's left with myself. Yeah, And I was undergoing quite a bit of a personal trauma as well with what was happening with me. I mean, we can talk about it at some other point, but I was quite raw myself and it was a good moment to you know almost sit with yourself and understand what what is it that you want to do and things started to fall into place the as I said the the man I was with told me you know with everything that you're interested and the way you look and sound because I still retain that natural interest in helping other people Mm -hmm. looking beyond into nutrition into prevention into you know, unraveling the knots of where any kind of a health concern is coming from. Did you find, just to cut you off shortly, did you find you were doing that your whole life anyway? Yeah. Like naturally you're just the person everyone came to. Mm. Yeah. You always had an answer, but you don't know where that answer came exactly. from. Yeah. And that's why yeah. I'm saying I feel that I was a naturopath my whole life. Yeah. And basically he said, Sophia, you're a naturopath. You should <laughs> go and study naturopathy. And I'm like, here it is. Who the hell are naturopaths? Yeah. I had no idea. Can you spell that for me? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's okay. like me at the every dinner party now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what are you doing for life? I'm a naturopath. And there are always two, <laughs> two replies. I don't like, oh my God, you're a naturopath. How exciting. Or natural what? what? <laughs> Nat- natural what? You do who to what? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. So, and yes. And then from there, it very naturally progressed into me, not even seeing a naturopath, but enrolling into the university straight away, diving into the health science degree. And the longer I studied, the more I realized that this is me. Yeah. And it makes sense. I mean, it, the first thing that pops into my head with this whole conversation is it annoys me so much that there's a stigma around what the, like the term naturopath, like you hear it being said and someone's like, oh, so like, what is that? Like some voodoo? Where's your crystal? Yeah. Where are your crystals? It's like, actually, in my understanding, after 28 years of suffering autoimmune conditions and chronic pain and always having something wrong with me and seeing every doctor and specialist in Western and like non-Western medicine, I look at what a naturopath does and I go, they're more of a doctor than a real doctor. 
they understand the body and its functionality so much deeper and like just pragmatically solving problems. And I said this to you the other day, like a naturopath to me is someone who looks at your body and gives you solutions. And a doctor is someone who looks at your body and gives you problems. I mean, look, let's not really bout <laughs> no, about doctors. Because I'm not. I'm it's not. just, you know, I think what... The- I'm just giving you credit. Like I'm trying to give credit to this industry that are far more superior in their ability to investigate and solve rather than if you break your leg, like you say, and you need a cast, you go to a doctor and they will do an exceptional job. If you need an operation, you go to a surgeon and they'll do an exceptional job. But if I need to basically like manage an autoimmune condition that no one has an answer to, but your organic acid testing does, and we can fix me on a cellular level and I feel a million dollars, like we need to talk about this. We need to talk about this. The problem I think where really it is all coming from. It's not that the doctors don't want to do that. It's just the way our healthcare system works is that doctors don't have time and resources to do that. Yeah, of course. Well, it's a, this is a thing. Let's categorize it like it is. Let's call mm. bullshit on the bullshit and say, <laughs> if you go to a doctor, do it because you broke your hand, you broke your fucking ankle, you fell, you have an infection, you need antibiotics, like whatever it is. But then you go to a naturopath if you are chronically ill if you have a condition if you're bloated if you have fatigue if you have things that aren't normal that are unexplainable in a way but actually are explainable you just don't understand it yet yeah and as i said before you know what naturopaths do and i think what we are the best at it's to really un like trying to un uh screw thing by thing and like yeah. un un uh tangling yeah un- detangling that's detangling the, that's, the word. that's the word detangling and untangling <laughs> untangling detangling dismantling all the things that are investigation like you're investigating constantly but you're actually coming yeah. up with answers which mm. is phenomenal and i think you know that's the biggest driver for all naturopaths is to find the root cause yeah of what is causing that because quite often we are surprised yes many things fall into place and you know in naturopathy we look at things holistically meaning it's not just one body system it's not just one thing that is responsible and uh, we take into consideration the whole picture and the whole body and the person yeah because you know one of the um another uh kind of a hallmarks of naturopathic practice is the combination of your body your spirit and your mind that's right and Ooh, unless <laughs> unless you address one of them yeah. the other one just won't fall into place it's That's you right. know like you can't look at the mental health issues for example anxiety just from the psychological perspective you have to look at the biochemistry as well That's right. is there a deficiency is there i don't know a toxicity is there any other imbalance that is affecting that you know exactly. is there like a gut involvement for the reason and then the other way around when someone just in a pure physical pain you don't just look at the pain and then the origin of the pain. You also think, what's your mindset around that? How, where are you at psychologically? How is that impacting? Exactly. And then there's another spiritual layer that um, is always involved into almost, you know, where is your place in this world? And do you feel fulfilled? Yeah. In that sense. And it's all connected. I mean, that's a really nice little segue to sort of, 
let's give context to this conversation again. And, you know, if you, if you listen to my first episode in the intro episode, I talked a little bit about my story and how I got here. Um, and I keep saying the impact that you had on me and how you changed my life. Let's actually give context to this for a minute, because again, if you've heard my story, you read any of my other um, interviews or listened to some podcasts, you know that I've been through quite a lot physically. Um, I basically have been diagnosed with autoimmune conditions since I was eight years old, from chronic fatigue to fibromyalgia to endometriosis to anything in between. And the short version, if you don't know any of those words, is I'm in chronic pain most of my life since I was very young. And chronic pain can vary from a 10 out of 10 to being bedridden and hospitalized and pumped with cortisol and not understanding why nothing helps to everyday um, survival of maybe like a five out of 10 or a six out of 10, where it's just a constant, you know, inflammatory, like, like low grade pain that just shits you and makes you into a shit person. Because imagine, you know, if, if, (laughs) imagine you had an ear infection and it's like that fucking piercing pain where it hurts like hell. It's unexplainable. It impacts your whole face and your whole mood and you're angry and everybody's annoying you and you're sensitive and you're frustrated, right? Imagine that's me 24 fucking seven. And I have to do everything I can as a human, as a boss, as a family member, as a partner, as, you know, a leader, whatever it is, whatever environment I'm in, as a neighbor, as a human being walking down the street to like manage my shit and meditate and look after my mental health and do whatever I can to ensure that I'm not putting outward what's happening inward. And that's very stressful in itself. So I was constantly anxious, constantly depressed, constantly overwhelmed, always in pain, gut issues, everything else in between. My mental health was very difficult to manage, Um, but I still had to run a company and I still had to be a girlfriend. I had a, I had a partner for a long time and I still had to be a daughter and a sister and a business partner and a friend and all of these things. And I'm also that friend that everybody comes to for advice and support. I'm, that's you know naturally inclined that way. So it takes a toll on you. So I basically was a shell of a human, constantly managing pain. And I had suffered for years with doctors and specialists looking at me going, I can't help you. We don't know what's wrong with you. Every test you've done shows no inflammation, shows no true signs of an autoimmune condition. Like we can't actually like verify anything because you can't do that kind of testing in this country like properly. And let's just diagnose you with this because it sounds about right. And, and then I met you <laughs> as I stare into her eyes <laughs> with love um, I've never experienced this before because I have seen so many naturopaths, acupuncturists, Chinese herbalists, Ayurvedic medicine, Western medicine. Um, I refused antidepressants or cortisol or drugs or any any kind of real medication I, I don't do. But any kind of sort of holistic health, I did. I'll spend any money to get better. And no one helped me. I only got worse. And then you did something with this acid test <laughs> and she laughs because it's actually called an or, it's organic acid test correct yeah all acid we have is organic yeah <laughs> so i don't want to say anything else about this because i want i want <laughs> i want sophia to explain 
what the fuck I'm talking about, what this test is, what does it mean, and actually how you helped me, because I can't explain it the way you can explain it. And you looked at my, you've, you don't stop looking at my reports and my blood work. So talk us through a little bit of that journey and, and what you've learned about me. It is very interesting because I remember when you said, okay, yes, Sophia, I want to have a consultation with you. But then you gave me a little heads up that I've seen everyone. No one could help me. So good luck. And I was like, okay, the challenge is on. <laughs> well, you know, I say that to everyone love a good challenge. so I don't have expectations to, you know, in case it doesn't work. It's like 20 <laughs> years of disappointment. Yes. But, yeah. you know, being an naturopath, uh, we love when people come to us <laughs> and say, I've been to everyone, no one can help me, there you go. Yeah. Because that's what we do, right? And even, you know, no matter how many people you've seen, a new practitioner would always have some sort of impact and, you yeah. know, un- untangle one other knot yeah. on your health journey. And so happened to be, I have a personal interest into functional testing. And by functional testing, we mean test like the one that you mentioned and the one that we've done. It's the organic, it was not an organic acid test. It's an organic metabolomics test that is kind of at the next level, an extension of an organic acid mm-hmm. test. Can you but, explain what that is just before yeah. you actually dive too deep <laughs> no absolutely look For and those of us that don't know <laughs> we're not gonna make it too uh technical because that's not the whole point but basically this test it's like you know how i say if a naturopath would be a test it would be this test <laughs> you do say that <laughs> because it literally looks very holistically at your body it covers many body areas and uh almost does like the analysis of many body parts and in what sense? So it's the urine test. So it's very non-invasive. That's also amazing. It is. And yeah. it literally looks at the small metabolites of all your body's processes, so to say. So you know how we have all these like biochemical pathways that the body, let's say, detoxifies, then there's methylation, then there's energy production, then there's like how we burn fats. All that can be assessed in you on how exactly all this stuff is working in your case. Mm-hmm. So for example, who would do a test like that? Someone like you, who would say, I've been diagnosed with this, this, no one can help me. I can't lose weight. I can't build muscle. I like these yeah. are symptoms. I'm always I'm, fatigued. I'm, I'm always exhausted. Um, constantly in pain, feel inflammation, heaviness, mm. water retention, um, yeah. So yeah. there you go. You are the perfect yeah. candidate yeah. for a test like that. Because what it gives us, it gives us a snapshot of where you're at. And to Can give I you add, a list... Yeah? Wait, one thing to say is imagine every blood test I do looks pretty damn good. Yeah. So that's that's an, the other reason of like, you do this like baseline testing of blood tests of like, let's just check your vitals. Doctor looks at it, goes, oh, everything's in level. Yeah. Like, it means that you're not dying. Away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it means... <laughs> Because usually when the doctor does the blood test and then they see something off, that's already too late. You have to hospitalize you and like put you on medication and that's basically it. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. diagnosed with the condition. You're, you're fucked basically is what she's saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. You see, another reason why this test um, can be very useful is to pick up things earlier than yeah. they become a problem. Yeah. Because for example, I've done one for myself, even though I was lucky enough uh, not to have any uh, chronic conditions, health conditions. I um, 
done it out of the curiosity working with that and picked up many things in myself that now I know to work on to basically not to get worse in the future. Makes a lot of sense. Hmm. And, you know, let's um, share a bit of your health story because I think uh, all the recommendations listeners (laughs) would be um, interested in. Um, So, yeah, you came with a few things. Fatigue, inability to lose weight, build muscles, uh, chronic pain, mental health stuff with anxiety, anxiety and um, feeling of the overwhelm. Yeah. And what did we find out through our <laughs> tests? Well, we found out that you actually have some deficiencies that don't allow you to mobilize fat from your body and use it for energy. And we know that when we are at rest... This is when we actually are using fat for energy and that's where we're burning fat, right? Because you use the carbohydrates and the glycogen when you like sprint, mm. right? Yeah. So that means that when you are at rest and when you have to have this normal source of energy that we have stored as fat, for you, it was not accessible. That's right. And as a result, what do we have? The fat is not burned. The energy is low. You're feeling miserable. Yeah. And then fat and tired. (laughs) Yeah, fat and tired, literally. Yeah. And then we'll look at it that look, it's actually not because you don't move, it's not because you eat wrong. Yeah, it's just because there is a tiny deficiency of few things that by addressing those (laughs) But let's give context. Let's give context of my lifestyle. Very healthy. Exercises every single day, if not every second day. No gluten, no dairy, no sugar, generally and ultimately very strict. And when you're going to talk about the food thing. I know you're going to talk about the food thing, continue. But it's, it's understanding that everything can feel picture perfect, but you can still feel like shit. And mm. it's, yeah, it, it, this discovery was, was really unreal for me. Yes. And, you know, why I like it that many of us feel frustrated, especially if we think about you know, our metabolic health. Why am I not gaining muscle? Why am I not losing weight? I'm doing everything wrong. And sometimes it almost makes us crazy. Yeah. While things like that, tests like this, can really show you what little things has to be tweaked. In your case, it was few deficiencies and uh, honestly, a bit of a malnourishment picture. So that's also what we picked up, that you're not eating enough, Mm -hmm. that you're not getting enough protein. The body starts to break down itself, which puts it into, um, you know, more of a catabolic state that then there is no way you will mobilize um, anything and the cells are kind of almost in shock because they feel malnourished. And what's the, what's the mindset behind that? It's like, if I'm retaining fat, I can't build muscle, but I'm exercising every fucking day, I'm eating perfectly, I'm going to eat less and exercise more because what, is, what do they teach you? They teach you that to lose weight, you need to have more output than input, right? Mm. Like that's like the basic information. So I'm thinking, you know, fuck, I have to do that. Otherwise I'm going to be stuck. Right. Yeah. But and look, it's bullshit. <laughs> and it's a classic mindset. And because look, we don't have to um, dismiss the fact that calories in, calories out is still a valid concept. Of course, if your but, body is functional. Yes. But again, <laughs> yes, there's so many variables. If your thyroid function is out of whack, it's not going to work. If your gut is out and you have like a dysbiosis, you have more of a bad bugs than a good bugs, yeah. you can actually extract more calories from the food you eat. 
Oh, I remember you talked about this. Can you explain this in English? Can you do this one more time? Because this is a really, I think people misunderstand this. It's yeah. very interesting. So basically, in our guts, we have lots of microbes, right? And this is the concept that is now familiar to everyone. It's your gut microbiota. And, you know, fun fact, we actually have more bacterial DNA in our body than our own. So okay. we're mostly bacteria and we're only 10% human. There's actually a book that's called 10% Human. Incredible. Recommend to everyone. We will Blows link your it. mind. We'll link it in the, in the notes of when this goes live. That's, it's really interesting. Mm. So, and imagine all these microbes actually influencing the way we eat, the way we behave and um, our preferences as well, our preferences in food. So one way how our gut uh, and just general body microbes affect our, let's say, eating patterns is that you will crave specific foods to yeah. feed specific bugs. Yeah, right. First. But then there's the second thing that uh, if you have kind of an overgrowth and when the uh, badder, like badder, worse bugs badder. dominate, the bad guys, <laughs> the bad guys <laughs> yeah. dominate, you will actually extract more calories from food. Are we so talking we would about like eat... candida overgrowth? Like are we talking that level of bad or is this a whole other thing? Candida is a yeast. Yes. But this is more just a bacteria, just right? Bacteria. And this okay. is not the bad bacteria that it's like the food poisoning. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, we call them opportunistic bacteria. It means they take an opportunity when the environment is not right. Right, right. And so basically what happens, you literally... Yeah, as I said, extract more calories. So let's say your gut is fucked. Mine is not. We're eating the same meal. Same amount of it. Same amount of it. You will take more out of it and uh, have less benefits. And uh, basically for you, it will be like more rich. And that can lead into, you know, bad sugar metabolism and... Other imbalances in the so body. So, like, let's say I eat an avocado, you eat an avocado. My body basically treats that as a higher percentage of fat. Like, it mm-hmm. has a higher calorie intake, in essence, for me than it does for you, based on our bacteria levels or yeah. the type of bacteria. It's That's more related. Amazing. I know. Yeah. Maybe it's avocado. more related. To, no, I just wanted to say that it more relates to carbohydrates. Yes, I thought. So. But uh, <laughs> bad example. Who's the naturopath here? (laughs) Exactly. And you know, it's interesting. Another thing that I want to mention in terms of the gut microbes affecting us and affecting our preferences, you know, I am a big believer in a theory that we evolved as humans. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Just as a very sophisticated host for the bacteria. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I think that is the best explanation (laughs) i've ever heard so anytime guys you look at yourself in the mirror and you think what the hell am i doing here what's happening with my life remember you're just a host to trillions (laughs) of bacteria that literally run your life and when you say that oh i want to have this sweet oh or i want to cry or oh i want to go and do some extreme sports that's not you that's your bacteria (laughs) Do you know what's really wild is that if anyone is a 90s baby, you would have watched Futurama. And there's an entire episode on this exact topic. Um, I'm not going to go into it, but if you want to Google this, it is the best episode ever. There's also there's also one where they, he gets taken over by worms in the mind. Yeah. But actually, segue, mind, and how it's related to this exact 
conversation and this exact topic. Something Sophie and I talk about all the time and our obsession with neuroscience and mind and bacteria and all the stuff that's, you know, in between. And organic acid. And organic acid. Um, this is a big thing. This is a big part of it because let's go back to me talking about chronic pain for a second. And imagine being in that level of pain. It's, it like ruins your life. It messes your mental health up. Like you basically have to, there's two ways you can deal with this. You either become a victim to it and you have that victim mentality where this is happening to me and my life is terrible and what did I do to deserve this and why am I suffering and all of this like thoughts or you do what I do and go, okay, well, you know, this is your normal. So let's work on that baseline and let's manage this, but you're not going to stop living your life and you're not going to stop achieving what you want to achieve just because of this physical thing. Um, so I switched off my pain receptors. Like I used my ability to deeply understand neuroscience and the mind's adaptability and plasticity. It's the only time I'm going to promote plastic is in the mind um, and what we can do and how we can essentially report ourselves. And that comes from this conversation you're having about being a host, right? These are task horses. These cells that we, you know, operate as, they will do what we tell them to do. But you have to be connected and in tune with this conversation and have the awareness to know how to actually do this. So there's something to this. This is this is a science that is, as you mentioned, just we were talking about it while, while we were having brunch, you know, this is now the most profound conversation, even the most successful like neurosurgeons are having and doctors are having. Like neuroscience is the key to almost all the you know, problems that humans are facing right now. So if me, someone who's in their 20s, who doesn't know shit about shit, is managed to have a deep understanding with my own body and connect it in a way that I can actually switch off my pain receptors and get the fuck on with my life and achieve pretty amazing things by growing this company and everything else I've done at such a young age, like there's something to this. Like, can you run us through your interpretation and your sort of understanding of this whole world, because I think it's bloody fascinating. You know, it's interesting because people like you and me and other folks from the East <laughs> have been talking about it for ages, about how, you know, our thoughts can influence things that happen in our bodies. But unfortunately, it took a while for science to catch up. But now we do have a good quality research finally saying that our mindsets do matter. We now, you know, like we can start by mentioning a few studies, let's say on stress. Yeah. So they've done this. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much depth and overwhelming you guys, but to sum it up, they've done these studies when they will tell to one group of people that stress is good. And then they'll tell to other group of people that stress is bad. They put both groups under stress. And what do you think? Those who thought that stress is bad actually had bad 
physical effects from stress and they measured some biochemical parameters and those who thought that stress is good actually were more productive and uh, happier and achieved better results and the stress didn't affect them as much mm. and then these studies started extending into let's say like food. food so for example it's so fascinating think about it people who um, they gave a shake like a milkshake mm-hmm. a similar milkshake to two different groups of people mm-hmm. to one people they said that it's very low calorie healthy one to other people they said that it's like a super fatty mcdonald's type of milkshake like sugar yeah lots of sugar cream. and stuff and stuff yeah, yeah. and what do you think the people who thought that it's the healthy one actually got uh less side effects from that and i don't remember what markers they measured could be like the blood sugars and also the calories uh that were extracted by that and just the general effect but basically you know it really now shows that and we have the data the hardcore data that you can't argue about that this is how it is and the mindsets work and that's why you know in my uh practice with patients I'm always touching on this aspect. If they say that, like, let's say I give them a herbal mixture, right? That I absolutely love. All the herbs. (laughs) I also love. (laughs) And then they say, oh my God, it tastes so bad. I hate it. I never want to do it. I was like, don't do it. Don't take it. Just don't take it. Because if you take something and you think that it's absolutely disgusting, no way it's going to benefit you. That's right. Right? And we always had that intuition about it. But now we know it will not do you good. Yeah. But like on this point, right, I think what I want to highlight is the power of words. Mm. Because for a message to be sent to the body, like think about it, you want to lift your arm and pick up the cup. Like you don't physically say, okay, arm, pick up the cup. Right? That would be so energetically expensive. <laughs> Wouldn't that be annoying? <laughs> but in your mind, you're sending that signal. You're telling your brain there's a communication aspect that occurs where you're telling your brain to send its like neuro signals to move your arm and move it in the direction to pick up the cup right so let's talk about the power that words have because it's the same thing whether it happens outward or inward it's still occurring and i read a study really recently on this and it was there was a test that happened and three groups group one had to do a puzzle and this word puzzle that they did had words that were very neutral like very like, you know, Switzerland vanilla words that just like kind of meant nothing. Maybe they were like at ease, um, middle ground, um, neutral, like words like this. The second group had words that were very, very, very positive and very polite, like um, grateful, joyous, um, uh, yeah, gratitude, um, thankful, polite, kind, like words like this. This is the puzzle. And the group number three had aggressive words like um, mean, cruel, um, aggressive, angry, push, um, swear words, like just like really not nice things. And the three groups one by one individually were let out of the room they were studying in to walk through a hallway to get to a main center, like a main hall. And as this was occurring, there were uh, like people who were organizing the assessment to walk past in the opposing direction of anyone coming out of these three rooms and physically bump into them and cause some kind of inconvenience. And they were recording this entire episode and they were recording the reactions of the people that occurred these three different puzzles. And exactly what you think happened, happened. The people that had the neutral words barely responded, barely reacted, barely even had a reaction of anything, whether it was like, oh, like, 
all good, like kept walking. The people that had the calm, you know, like positive words or the happy words were like, oh man, like no worries. Like, are you okay? Like, it's all good. Like, you know, no dramas, like have a beautiful day. (laughs) And the people that had the aggressive words were literally responding in that exact same frame. It was like swearing back at them, you know, having like an angry look or pushing them back or doing something in that frame. And it's, it's like profound that how black and white it really can be that these words can impact us. And I think this directly relates to what you're talking about. Mm. And now think about how many people have negative thoughts yes. and self-negative yes. talk about themselves Every single day. And this is what I want to say. And I'm so happy you know me well enough to know that's what I was leading to. (laughs) Yes, because I'll tell you this. If you look at yourself in your mirror and you say, I'm a fat, ugly, (laughs) stupid bitch, guess what? You are. (laughs) But you don't know how funny it is to see her say that (laughs) directly to my face. And yet, it. if you look at yourself yeah. and you think that you are gorgeous, that you I love are you, smart, you're beautiful, you love you're yourself. Perfect. And I mean, and it sounds a bit cliche no, and a bit doesn't. like stupid, but there is so much sense in this. I talk about positive affirmations a lot. I do it as part of my meditation, as part of my self development and my growth, and a part of my mission to live in a state of joy and abundance. I have to sometimes you need to talk yourself into that state because what we say we become, that is who we are. You decide, you have full control and capability to say, um, no matter how negative the circumstance is, you have complete choice and control to still feel good, right? When something bad happens to you. And it's the same thing with everything we're discussing now. It's like, how did I turn off my pain receptors? Well, I chose not to be in pain whether my body liked it or not. I chose to move past that. And, you know, we talk about like how words impact us. Well, this is it. It impacts your food. It impacts your mental health, your digestion, your metabolic rate. It impacts your like everything. Mm. And isn't it fascinating on how much power you have in this? Yes. Thinking something like switching off pain, right? Because I mean, the or, the pain is a big topic in itself and yeah. the origins of pain. But knowing that you can influence these things, that you can influence your physiology yeah. with the minds, we should always yeah, be careful with that and remind ourselves that. Be nice to yourself, for God's sake, is what we should remind ourselves. Like, I have so many beautiful people in my life who have so much negative self-talk. And it it is my core mission to remind them of their power and their strength. That's why you're in my circle. That's why you're my friend. That's what I'm here for. But I knew that there's a catch into this. <laughs> that I'm going to remind you of your strength? Don't complain. <laughs> No, but the point is that I, you know, as an outsider, it's easy to look at somebody like your friend or a family member who's doing negative self-talk and be like, boy, snap out of it. But it really has to come from within. And it's all holistic. This is what you do. This is what a naturopath does. This is, it's all part of it. You can't have one without the other. And that's what you were talking about before. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting if we even look from a bit of a more out there perspective of the uh, mind-body connections, I love to go deeper and to investigate what does the specific body um, condition or the symptom may mean from the psychological level. And I have all these books that I go into and some of the are pretty straightforward ones. You know, when you lose your voice, 
is it about the viral laryngitis or it is about something that you don't want to say or you're not communicating, right? Yeah. And I love stuff like that. <laughs> but then it goes like it extends to literally any body condition yeah. when you have the indigestion. Yeah. What are you actually not digesting? Is yeah. there something that you can't go through? And, you know, all this idea of and all this research about the mindsets almost starts to prove these connections well, look, that look, we now, you know, like, and we as naturopaths use these uh, connections for a while. We always look at it from a very holistic perspective. A perfect example of what what you're talking about, of how um, our bodies react and how sometimes something actually means something else is imagine you have to break up with someone. Like you're going to feel anxious as fuck. It's going to be sitting in the pit of your stomach. You're going to feel nauseous. You're going to feel sick. You're going to feel blue. Like I know myself, like if I have to go fire someone or if I have to tell someone some shit news or if I have to deal with a client that something's gone wrong or if I have to break up with someone or you know you're going to be broken up with, like whatever the circumstance of life is, like something's wrong. It, it, you feel it in your gut. My bacteria is off. I feel nauseous. I can't eat properly. Um, maybe there's indigestion, like anything, right? You just like, don't feel good. Like I feel acidic, like real super acidic, you know, the cortisol gets released. Like I know when I'm most stressed out, my tongue turns white. Like I have literal cortisol symptoms, like exploding from my body. (laughs) Like it's insane. Great self-awareness. Yeah. Well, luckily I have it, but I know that the second that situation is resolved, like the task is done, it's complete and the anxiety is gone everything goes back to normal, like almost immediately. Like it's freaking phenomenal how the body can do this. And I mean, like you're going to go back into it, but again, we sort of, we got very sidetracked and talking back about the results of what you found in my body and why you changed my life is that there were like a few major markers that you discovered that you literally were able to give me compounds or solutions or tonics or certain methylated like bees or things that I was short on that I literally woke up one day and I'm like, I'm a fucking human. Hmm. Like my eyeballs actually opened. (laughs) It's like, like I can't explain it without sound making it sound like I took drugs, but I didn't. But I had. Well, you technically did. Yeah, but like the finer drug, the yeah, the the good kind, without it being naughty or illegal. But like the natural stuff that we naturally produce in our body that I can't. Um, you know, I I literally took this this collection of compounds that you've provided me, and I'm like, wow, I'm functional. And as someone who hasn't felt functional in 20 years of her life to feel like this, I feel like I'm fucking invincible. Like it's dangerous to me. Like I'm going to fly (laughs) because is this what it's like to feel normal? Like to feel no pain, to feel nothing other than healthy and energized and like functional. Um, Because now I feel like I'm working at 300% capacity. And you know, what's exciting about that, that you mentioned that Unfortunately, so many of us don't know what it's like to feel healthy because, you know, we generally don't talk about what health is like. We all know what the disease is like. We know what pain is when something's not uh, functioning properly, but no one really educates us on what is health. What is it when, as you said, when you wake up and you feel your hundred percent, you go, you're ready to go and take over the world right? What how many, and, and how many of us feel like that, but this is how we should be. And my gratitude levels are through the roof. I, I literally am in a state of abundance because I'm like, I have been deprived of this my whole fucking life. Like, Ooh. and I'm just normal. 
I mean, I'm not, let's, let's be honest. I'm definitely not normal, but <laughs> in the best way possible. But you're right. No one talks about what it actually feels mm. to be healthy. And that's what I, as a naturopath, do a lot. And just as a friend as well, to talk to people that, look, this is not normal. This may be common, but it is not normal. Yeah. Take things like period pain. Yeah. So many women think that it's normal. Yeah. It is not. That's it right. is just common. Yeah. You know, or uh, feeling uh, low and down or like depressed for a prolonged period of times. Yes, there is a natural, normal thing of going downwards. Yeah. But then again, if something really overtakes you, it's not necessarily normal. It it's just literally common. chemical. It can that's be chemical. Right. And that's again why we have to, you know, do the such a deep dig into investigating where things coming from and putting all the pieces of a puzzle together to see what is happening in there is it your mindset is it the deficiency is it some other biochemical thing you know is it uh, a plastic exposure believe yeah. it or not now yeah. we see and uh, in the we're same we're gonna do a big episode on this guys so please stay tuned <laughs> for the actual sustainable speaker series we'll be doing a whole whole episode on finding plastic in blood work and organic acid tests and everything else. It's going to be insane. Yes. So, but, but wait, but wait, one thing I want you to touch on is the mental health aspect because I'm a huge advocate for mental health. You know that this is a big, important conversation for me. I've struggled with depression since I was eight years old. And I always told my mom who, you know, I was always living with, like, she'd always look at me and go, what is wrong? Like, what's happening? Are you being bullied? Like, what's the matter? Give me an answer. Give me an answer. And I, my answer was always, I have no fucking clue. Like, leave me alone. I don't know. Yeah, because you had no idea what methylation is. Thank you. And talk about, I mean, for God's sake, it like, I... I just, I almost cried when we discovered this because it, it's like, it works within 20 minutes and essentially, so I'm speaking in gibberish. Can you please explain to everyone what we're talking about? Uh, no, look, it's just one of the few things that we discovered in um, assessing how your body works is that one process, one biochemical process that's called methylation. And many people maybe have heard about it. It's one of the main uh, biochemical processes in your body, especially in relation to mental health. And just think about it. There's the process of, you know, different molecules uh, turning into one another. I don't want to go too technical in here, but basically you need that to produce your happy neurotransmitters, right? And if that thing is not working, you're literally low and down and depressed. And that's often, you know, if you feel that your mental health is affected without any trigger into that, that's a sign, a big kind of a red flag that it could be biochemical in nature, that one of these processes can be malfunctioning. Because look at it like that. And that's what I do in my consultations a lot. If I ask a person, why do you feel you're anxious or why do you feel you're depressed? And if they say, look, this, this traumatic event just happened to me just now, and it's fine. It's normal to be like that. But if they say, look, everything's fine, everything's smooth, I'm kind of a happy, but I'm not. And I think that I, I feel that I should be, but I'm not then let's dive deeper and, and to see right. what actually physically could be driving that. Exactly. And that's exactly what we did. And literally all I do now is take a methylated vitamin B and all of my brain fog, my depression, my mental health, 
my anxiety has dissipated because it never existed in me. I don't have it. Like, I mean, yes, I've, there's been traumatic events in my life. There's ups and downs. You can get sad. You can get, like, you feel your feelings. But I had a deep depression that doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't examine with all of my awareness and all of my psycho and analytical abilities could not examine or determine where it stemmed from because I have worked on myself deeply hmm. and I support mental health and I have someone that I see as often as I require. I'm an advocate for expression of mental health, but to go on such a, to, to experience such a deep depression in such unexplainable moments, I'm like this, there has to be something else to this and, that, and that's what we discovered which is fucking life-changing as well and which you know also brings us back to the importance of the healthcare that is centered on the patient yes so many people will see the psychologist and psychologist would not tell them look also go and see other practitioner to look maybe there's the biochemical reason for that or the vice versa you know so many people would go and see doctor for chronic pain but will not suggest go and maybe try to do a therapy because there could be a big uh, mental impact on exactly it. right exactly right look there's so many things you and i can talk about there are so many deep layers to all of this and and again to, to bring it back to the, the conversation, this is about business, love and science. And you and I are so intertwined in so many different ways. You know, we, we talk about business a lot. We talk about health a lot. We talk about our relationships a lot. We've both been through so many things and you see how drastically it is all intertwined and all interacts, you know, with each other and how one impacts the other. And it is always holistic, just like naturopathy is holistic. And I think, if there's a piece of advice or if there's something that you can share with an audience who maybe are sitting listening going oh fuck like this really relates like i'm feeling this but it doesn't make sense like what what advice can you give to somebody who could really help change their understanding of health and you know maybe reach out to a naturopath whether it's yourself or somebody in their own community like you know what what sort of piece of information helped you or inspires you or hopefully can inspire them I think the biggest advice that I could give is on not, don't take no and don't take we can't do anything about it as an answer. Because I think that's when many of us are falling um, behind and like trapped and behind from getting better. It's when we give up because everyone around us says it can't be fixed. Exactly. You know, maybe some things can't be fixed, but most of the things can get better. You can always improve your quality of life. You can always be happier, feel lighter and be in less pain. And just keep looking and keep searching for answers. They're now luckily in our day and age and with the technology, it's there's so much accessible um information on the topic and mm. you know be curious be you curious. don't have to live in chronic pain be curious be explorative and um most importantly um you know be confident in yourself often when if you feel that something is wrong most likely something is wrong yes trust because your gut. always trust your gut because yes. so often again going back you know to the healthcare model that we have uh you would come in and you'd say i feel bad and they will tell you 
well, everything's fine. You're probably just depressed. But you're like, no, <laughs> I just feel bad. There's something in there. Reach out to those who can help you uh, get answers. Exactly. I think that's beautifully tied together. I think to summarize there, it's don't give up. Be curious and know that even if you think you can't feel better, you probably can. And there's always a window to a better quality of life. You just have to be surrounded by the right people and the right resources. And if it takes you a lifetime to get there, keep going. And hopefully this podcast inspires you wholeheartedly to reconnect with yourself, to listen to your body because your body is talking to you every day. Listen to your gut, remain curious, and life can be amazing and you can feel amazing but you just have to make sure you have the right people around you to help you and next time you're going to look in a mirror instead of saying yes. you're fat and miserable <laughs> say right. you're beautiful, beautiful and i love you exactly yes. thanks for listening guys this was one of my favorite all-time podcasts to record please watch out for the next one we do with sophia on finding plastic in the blood works and in the bodies and different sort of organic acid testing because it's going to be mind-blowing. So if you'd like to reach out to Sophia directly, we'll leave her details in the commentary, whether it's through socials or professionally for actually seeing her as a naturopath. She will change your life. <laughs> um, we'll leave all those details there for you. And if you've got any questions, please don't be shy to write in as well. Sophia would be happy to answer anything. Thanks, guys.